Yo, 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 yo. Okay, just started. Okay, awesome. So, bienvenido al podcast, Axios Fox. <laughs> Dude, you're going to have to learn Spanish to, to know what that means, okay? Um, so, Welcome to so, the podcast, the, the Axios Fox podcast. ¿Cómo estás, mi amigos? Me amo, Chris. So I'm learning Spanish. I'm in the process of learning Spanish. But now let's roll the let's roll the intro, Vasily. Go. Roll the intro? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um Is it called is it called um It's the video that I sent you. I think it's just um oh, I'm it, sorry guys, Vasily wasn't prepared. Vasily you know was not prepared. It should be somebody that I used to know by goatee. Goatee. No, I sent you the video. And it's it's it's. You were just supposed to press play. Literally, that you were, that was your one job. Well, let me see. Is this it? Yeah, I think so. Is that the one that I sent you? Actually, that's the wrong one. I don't know which. What's the name of the song though? Um, I had to. I had to actually screen record. It's, I thought it was called Somebody Save Me. <laughs> it, it, it was. Let me see. Let me see if I can pull it up. But you, you, can't, you can't pull it up. I had to screen, screen record. What's it called? For all of you guys that don't know what uh, we're talking about, this is introduction. What's the show called that that, that song's in? Smallville. Smallville. Somerville's in Boston for anyone that's looking to move there. Uh, we can help you do that. Yeah, this is wrong. Yeah, I gotta, we'll find that later. But it's, it's Somebody Save Me. Um, if you guys have seen Smallville, with like, I think he's uh, mm -hmm. Superman, like the original Superman or whatever. Not the original, but. Yeah, not the original. He was just, um, he had, there was a show. It was called Smallville. That was like a long time ago. Clark Kent. Yeah, dude, I still watch those. Up until uh, probably last year. Really? Yeah, pretty solid. Um, dude, we need someone to do that for us. So if someone knows how to do this stuff, I know you can do it through GarageBand. You can put that <clears> audio <throat> in there and then just go over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so anyone that can help us with that, that would be huge. Huge help. Um, Vasily's not the most tech savvy, so um, anyone that can help us do that. Also, I appreciate everyone that watched the last one. Um, it got 140 views, just about, right? Yeah. And that's not including on on Spotify. Um, so that was that was big. And then all the people that like reached out, I appreciate you. I know we got like at least one rating five-star rate review and a bunch more people that said that they would do it, which is awesome. Also, Vasily's course launched today, right? If it's 140 people, though, sorry, uh, if there's 140 people, we got to get more. So for us to do yeah. this um, and continue to make them like how we, how we're going to do it. it's going to be raw content, but like you guys got to like it, leave a comment, even if it's like crappy and you hate, if you hate me or Christian, you guys can put that there too, because, uh, I'd rather, rather, I'd rather that than nothing to know you're at least yeah. watching, honestly. I uh, agree. I agree. Just, just, just rate, rate us one star. 
Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. It, honestly, if it if it's not five stars, we don't. Yeah, just be honest. Actually, if it's four stars or up. No. Yeah. If, if if you hate it, then just just don't do anything. Just don't do anything. Yes. Um, and we have the YouTube the YouTube uh, version. So obviously, you know, the main thing is you guys are listening mostly from. Uh, from Spotify, if if but you you know we also have the option for um, to watch this on YouTube and you can see my my camera that's all shaky, <laughs> low quality, really bad quality. It's okay. Um, I got a comment about you know the fact that I don't have AirPods. Um, yeah, and maybe the you had them, and <laughs> maybe the. Sound quality is not as good as if I had AirPods, but guys, we're just working on this, okay? These are just like the. These... You're, dude, you sound offended now. Oh, do I? Yeah, a little bit. It's okay. I'd be okay. If someone said my quality. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought that I I thought the I mean. I thought the voice quality wasn't that bad. No, these. Are I good. thought it was good. good. I thought it was good. Yeah. Dude, let's let's talk about first of all. Number one, why don't on on airplanes? Why have they not put in a system where you can use Bluetooth? Every time I get on a plane, this last year I've taken like seven or eight trips. Mm-hmm. Every single time, I don't bring headphones, and I spend I think it's twelve or fifteen dollars for throwaway headphones. Oh, you know so you're you're saying why don't they let you what? Like you're, I always have AirPods, but they still haven't updated. There are systems where you can use Bluetooth. Your Unplugged. AirPods don't use Bluetooth? No, like the, the, the plane, you know how whenever you want to watch their movies, there's right. still plugins. That's true. Yeah, I don't know why. I, We're I, about I really to put someone why. on the fucking Mars. We're about to put someone on Mars, and they still can't figure out to put Bluetooth in our, in our planes. Yeah. You know? Um I don't know. I, I don't know why that is. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, my course did come up. My real estate course. If you don't mind, Christian, mm-hmm. just you know, state that. Um, my I, real I do course. mind. Okay, well, that's fine. Whatever. Anyway. No, I'm just kidding. You can um, the real no, estate- I, I actually mentioned it, and I and I I reposted it today. Oh yeah, you did. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's 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 getting a lot of um, a lot of people. I, a couple of people actually reached out actually now um there it says they're licensed i don't even know if they have a brokerage yet so if you're someone who's not in a brokerage um mm-hmm. i'd even be willing you know christian could talk to you i could talk to you about where mm-hmm. what type of structure would fit you um mm-hmm. because where i work totally is totally different than where christian works kind of that structure for sure um, uh, i wouldn't say it's totally different well i think would you I, yeah okay fine Totally. Would you say it's totally different? Well, dude, we're brick and mortar. <laughs> That's true. That you is know? pretty different. So, like, but uh, we also have offices. So, if you're if you're if you're talking about that, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We just don't own any offices. Yeah, that's true. Even though you I know what I mean? What? I saw an EXP office. You remember that? Yeah. Some people. Some people choose to. So what he's talking about, just so just so that you guys know, I used to be with a company. I'm not going to mention the name, but as initials uh, KW, <laughs> and um, they obviously, I mean, just like every other model, 
they have brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. So we just do not pay. We don't own any of our offices, but we do have uh, offices that you can um, that we have access to at the Regis offices. Um, but that's what he's talking about. But what were you saying about like new agents or something that we're reaching out to? Yeah, it doesn't look like they're signed on anywhere. Um, and my course kind of goes over that a little bit, but it's, it's the, um, you get your license. I go over it in a video, actually, you get your, and there's like a write up, you get your license. And then for me, at least, I think the day I got my license or the day after I signed on to a brokerage and, mm. um, the stage in between, if it's more than a week, you go into what I call like limbo, the limbo uh-huh. stage. And that's where you get super excited. You have your license, but then you have no directions then you just a lot of people probably just don't even get into action and then they don't ever use it but you're telling me this happens this happens to people that you've seen yeah yeah of course they'll get their oh and then they don't even use their license they don't ever use it wow because the build-up to getting the license was so like such a big deal for them they're so excited Mm -hmm. to get license and then they don't sign on to a brokerage immediately Mm -hmm. and they don't continue to have the ball rolling so like my course kind of is talking about how um, you set on the path, you get your license and you immediately just go into something else. So it's like a snowball effect. Once yeah, you, no, that's really smart. You, you sign into a brokerage and immediately you get in production. I like that a lot. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's really good. What I find is that um, when, oh, uh, Whenever, whenever I'm already in motion, it's easier to continue to take motion. So an object in motion continues in motion, right? So if you guys like what was saying, if you guys get your license, let's say you've been studying so hard for the last three weeks, you get your license, you've been doing all this work, you start your, and, and, and then you don't decide that, Hey, I'm going to join a brokerage and start these introductory classes. And you're just, you're just stopping, you know, when things should be continuing to go to like move forward. It's that saying, it's like, um, you give, you give work to a busy man. You don't give work to someone who's not busy. Yeah. If you want something to get done, you Mm -hmm. give it to a busy person. Yeah. You don't give it to somebody who only has like a couple things to do. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So for me, dude, like I'm packing my days. Like, dude, I can't even tell you, I have like, well, now it's kind of going on the, now it's on the decline. I, I really pushed it the, this last month of December with, if it's not just real estate, it's putting this course together. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the workouts I'm doing, and then a lot of time in uh, studying course. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a snowball effect, like you said, like I'm just so busy that I continuously finish tasks in like a um, efficient manner, right? Um, if I don't have much to do, then I'll like procrastinate these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you got? What is that? Oh, this is just B1. Oh. B1 vitamin. Yeah, it looked a little weird. Did, <laughs> did you want some? <laughs> no, I'm good. Dude, those are, those are the, um, oh, these are the best Vita bulk. Yeah, these are the best. Yeah, vitamin uh, B1. If you guys, if you guys, um, Dude, that makes dude, that makes your piss, I think, mad. Like, um, I remember I first I first had those, and mm-hmm. then I took a piss, and I thought I was I was gonna have to go to the, to the emergency room. I think it turns it so yellow because the B one. No, I think that's I think that's uh, I think that's vitamin E. 
No, dude. I don't think it's B1 because B1 is in like energy drinks. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you could be right. It's true. <laughs> and I know you have like bang energy drinks every day, right? Yeah, dude. Like I'm a dude. That's like a whole nother no topic matter, to talk about. No matter how, how dry my mouth is, <laughs> no matter how dry my mouth is or how thirsty I am, I always continue drinking caffeine. <laughs> yeah, there's no stop there's no stop dude. especially an energy drink does not fix the thirst it's like no it doesn't it makes it worse usually i honestly think dude eventually it makes it worse eventually i'm gonna try to get like sponsored by like bang energy or something or like one of these pre-workouts or maybe make my own because yeah it plays a pretty big role in my life yeah i mean it's like uh, motor oil <laughs> and, and you just, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, this is health advice. So just drink more caffeine. Yeah. Just drink as much caffeine. As <laughs> Dude, I've done, I've done the energy drink in the morning, the afternoon and at night. And you just feel, dude, you don't feel human at that point. You've completely just destroyed your body, like 900 milligrams of caffeine, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I drove up to Massachusetts, I probably had 1,200, yeah. 1,200, like, grams or milligrams. So I drove 24 hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, another 24 hours straight back. Dude, for, down for to me, Massachusetts. Like, no sleeping. No sleeping. For me, I'm just like, I always think about it like, there's going to be, like, I would be totally the person to, uh, unless her body's due to so used to it, but I could totally just see a bad, I used to, I used to get so nervous about drinking Red Bull and thinking I'm going to be that guy. There's a video online of a guy drank like 20 Red Bulls and then you, they opened up or they could see the palpitations in his chest. Oh, wow. Cause it's just too much caffeine. I think he died from it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I I think I still think the jab is way worse. Yeah, I would think so too. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but okay. So, d- did you want to get into some of the topics? Yeah, dude. You wanted to talk about. I think the first one to talk about um, was I, the I idea of of always negotiating. So, um, you guys, if 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 you have listings, right? Let's say you have, um, let's say you have a listing, and you've already conversed with your seller about the fact that, hey, you know, we have ten thousand of wiggle room right here. Like, let's say it's for three hundred thousand, and you're like, hey, seller, like, what would you be? What, what do you? What are you okay with getting? Like, let's be realistic. Like, if we can what's get an bottom? offer, what's the bottom? Like, yeah, what's yeah. the bottom? Like, if if we can get two ninety, like, are you gonna accept that? And then they say, yeah, right. Let's say they say, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. And then you get an offer at 290. And then what do you what what is your first reaction? You may be in need of a commission right now. And you may not want to tick off that buyers that those buyers. You may not maybe maybe the conditions are really good, the terms are good and the buyers like, "Hey, we'll close in 30 days. This is cash." Whatever it is, right? It could be cash. It could be conventional. It could be FHA. 290 
first that's 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 the only that's offer that's come in maybe it's 45 days in on the market mm-hmm. uh and you're like hey dude i need this kibesh right <laughs> so right. what do you do do you tell your seller hey you really got to take this because you know they don't want to budge but you didn't even talk to them because that's that may be your initial reaction, right? And I don't blame you. You know, you need the commission. You got them that that amount that they said was their bottom. You're not you're not bad. You did your job, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a couple reasons. Just even even beyond the fact that you know you shouldn't do that, there's re- more reasons why you really shouldn't do that. And we're gonna get into a couple of those right now. Which I'll start with the first one. Um, if you give something away for free, let's say. For example, Vasily's course. He has a course that just released today. If he were to release that for and I'm just gonna I don't even know what the price of the course is going to be, but I'm gonna just gonna yeah. say what I what I think. Don't even say it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say if it's anything under three hundred dollars, you're giving it away for free. And people will not value it as much as 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 what it's actually worth. Because here's why. Do you know that Tom Ferry's coaching, I got for $1,200 a month. I didn't continue on with it, but the first month was $1,200. And people have great, great experience with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything because I, I didn't go through it. But I know what the process and the system is. And for what you're getting, you know, now I'm kind of going down a tangent. But um, basically what I'm saying is that if you give something to somebody with no, like, no pushback at all. Like, hey, you know, you can have this for free, or you can have this for two ninety, even though we're priced at three hundred. Like, your your in, in, your your validity is already out the window because you said it was worth three hundred, and now you're saying it's worth two ninety, and you're just taking it without any resistance. Now, there's ways to work around this by saying, oh, I talked to my seller, and they said they're going to take it, even though we're at three hundred, but. The reason that you want to go to that buyer, to, to, your, to your seller, you, first, you're going to tell them, obviously, hey, this is what we got. This is what we should do. We should counter it with 295 You cannot be afraid to lose the buyers because by you doing that, you're, you're inadvertently giving them another reason that that house is worth more and that's a valuable product that you do not want to give away and if you give it away at that 290 you are allowing them to devalue the price of the devalue the home in their head before inspections happened before anything else has happened and you just did that without doing anything besides accepting it and just kind of kind of your legs got weak you know just because you probably saw the money no, I like that because I'm thinking like, okay, how I'm interpreting that is like, basically you're saying if you just accepted it to 90, um, if you accept it to 90 without any pushback, it makes them think it would make me think if someone accepted it immediately, I'll feel like I'm actually overpaying. Mm-hmm. If automatically, I, automatically, automatically without anything else, no kickback. So how I do things. And at the end of the day, if the seller's like, it's the seller's job, you're just supposed to give them, you know, directions. I mean, they can choose whatever they want. If you say, this is what I recommend we do. And they say, no, I want to take the 290. I don't even care about anything else. 
you got to follow what they say. Of course, know? of course. But but your but you're their counsel. Yeah, your duty is to get them the the highest, the best offer with the least amount of terms and conditions uh, and the quickest close. And to solidify the deal, because sometimes sellers they don't they haven't been through this process, and they don't get into the nitty gritty. They don't realize that hey. If you want a more solid deal, this is actually going to help with that. Reason being is because if they have, you know, if they have uh, to invest more money, they're going to value it more. And if they feel like, yeah, you can make them feel like, hey, you know, you got that $5,000 off, but $10,000 off with no pushback to saying, Hey, this is it. You know, there's, it's, it, it can raise a red flag. I'm not saying it always will. I'm not saying that this is not something that you should ever do uh, mm-hmm. or always do. You know, I'm just saying that more often than not, you should always counter, mm-hmm. even if it's a small amount. Yeah. Business I, is business, I, you know, but, Typically, will be like I'll be like okay. I'll typically say if if I if someone offers me two ninety and the seller wants two ninety, and I'm saying they give us two ninety so easily, I'll be like okay, I want at least ten thousand more. I'll say, so I'll counter at three ten. Let's say, at that point they'll come to three hundred, and boom, just like that, just because. Wait, I can you say that again? You said if the house was listed at three hundred. No, so if, if my client just wanted 290, the offer came in at 290, there's no offers on the table, and we can talk about this after too, but they, they offered me 290, the house is on for 290, and I say, hey, listen, Mr. Seller, I think I can get you 300, could I take the reins and, and counter, counter offer at 310? And he goes, yeah, of course, you can get me more money, why not? So I counter offer at 310, a lot of the times that person will come back at 300. This has happened so many times. Really? So you actually more than it's listed for? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not matter. If it's on for 290 and I'm like, if I'm just like, and they didn't ask me questions. So this can be a buyer's agent, agent's fault. Too. I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Um, because you have times when you have offers. Let's say you, you, have, you have a property on for 500000 right? Mm-hmm. And you have 10, you have 10 offers. And the 10th offer is um, the, two offers are the same. One is 600,000 with an inspection. The other one is 600,000 with no inspection, right? They're both similar, but one has an inspection, the other does not. So obviously the one without inspection, there's probably less possibility for that deal to fall apart, right? I see. So you're talking about a, like almost like a bidding war, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If there's only You're not one, talking about if there's just one. But that's the thing. This is where we can get to something else. If the buyer's agent does not ask, this is such a stupid thing a buyer's agent can do. They won't even ask you how many offers are on the table. I've had people mm-hmm. submit offers above the list price and there's no other offers on the table. I'm like, you're stupid. Oh my gosh, that's so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. So if you're a buyer's agent, number one thing you should be like, is there any offers? Can you disclose mm-hmm. the price on these offers? Because in some circumstances they can. But if they can't, at least see, is there any offers? If there's no offers, why would you pay full price? Yeah, exactly. And Vasily just said something that a lot of buyers, they don't know. Um, and that I feel like they, it can come off as an agent that's lying, right? Mm-hmm. So if a buyer is working with you, it's their duty as, as a realtor. Uh, and it sounds like, you know, 
it sounds a little, cause I know realtors that like just, they really are on their high horse about the ethics of a realtor. Right. Yeah. When in reality, they're probably like, you know, it's just, it's, it, it can be blown out of proportion when you know that they probably aren't the most ethical person. And it's always that it's always those people, right? Isn't it always those people that are just like, I'm the most ethical that are like, always not but anyways so defend yourself you have to defend yourself saying you're ethical dude you're not ethical yeah especially when you're like okay why don't why do you have to say you're an ethical realtor why can't you just say you're an ethical person yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean as if like going through a course that's two hours is gonna make you more ethical you know what i mean like a realtor course anyways so a lot of buyers they don't realize that we don't we we actually aren't able to get the exact price of the other offers on the table. So when we advise you, you know, when we advise, and if you're a realtor listening, you have to advise your client like, Hey, there's three offers or there's one or there's two offers on the table. They can't tell us much about that. Mm-hmm. I've had realtors that don't say anything. I've had realtors that say it's over asking or, um, I never really have I heard, oh, it's below asking. So we don't know that. We don't really know that. There could be, you know, we'll hear, oh, there's one or two or three. They can tell us the amount of offers on the table, but not the exact uh, price of that. So you have to advise your client and be like, hey, listen, I'm on your side. I want to get, you know, you can be honest. Hey, I want to get you to buy this house or any house because that's how I get paid. Um, And it, you know, I don't know much about this offer that's coming in, but, or, or that is in, maybe there's two, maybe there's three, there's multiple offers in, we don't know the price. They could be below, they could be at asking, they could be above asking, but you know, I'm never the realtor that's going to be like, Hey, let's go 40 above, no inspection, uh, all, you know, you know, everything waived and, you know, as the first thing and then not even ask for, you know, you know, ask for, what is it? The, is there any offers? Dude, you got, dude, I got really good at this. It's like, there's a couple of questions you ask. So, so number one thing I, I always, dude, a lot of the times I get my offers accepted, not even because the, the, the offer price, but because I do things that secure the, uh, communication, communication, dude, this is yeah. what it, a lot of agents I'll talk to, I'll call on the phone and they'll be like, oh, wow, it's nice you called. No one calls. They just send it through email and they say, hey, listen, I just sent you an offer. It's, it's like crazy. Yeah. Dude, I'll go on the phone, get on the phone with these agents and I ask them a couple different questions. Number one, do you have any offers on the table? Mm-hmm. Number two, what is, what's the, like, the, op, the, the optimum timeline that your seller wants to close, right? Mm-hmm. What's, what's the best, like, is it, is it a quicker close or is it farther out? And number three is, is your client more set on the price, the terms or the conditions? And a lot of the times they'll tell me, you know, of course it's the price, but the conditions are a big deal. And then I'll ask, okay, with the offer that I sent through, which part of my offer do you think could be better? Wow. Yeah, no, that's definitely going above and beyond. I, I, I can be honest. I don't do all of that. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times they'll tell me conditions. So the only conditions in terms it could be is the appraisals, timelines, or the amount, mon- the amount of money down, or is there an inspection? So I look at those four things. What, what would I think based off of how many offers this person has is holding mm-hmm. them up from accepting mine? Yeah. 
Exactly. Well, yeah, that is definitely something that's needed if you're in a multiple offer situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I can understand that now because I know the type of homes that you're putting offers in on. I mean, some of them, what's the most amount of offers that a, an agent told you yeah, was um, on a house? Probably like 30, 40. Yeah, that's insane. That's actually crazy. Like, I don't think I've ever had that many offers on, on any home, you know what I mean? And I think the most I've ever had was maybe 10 tops. Yeah. Even that, I don't, I'm not sure. So yeah, you can, unless you're super underpriced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're probably super underpriced or it's just like one of a kind type of home. Like a lot of the ones that we list in, uh, the guy I work with, we usually probably get between, I don't know, typically between two, maybe two and four. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like average, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So unless there's something wrong with the house and then you're like also underpriced. So that like people are putting offers in and then just pulling out every time Yeah, that happens. It's like, like I get it. A lot of realtors just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do 10%. What do they typically do is 10% below market value and they yeah. don't find what market value is and they end up going 20 to 25% under. And I'm like, and then they'll call me, Oh my God, this silly. I have a hundred offers. Like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, dude, you have a hundred offers. Probably, probably 50% of them are garbage. And then the other 50 are just probably equaling what the house is actually or should have been listed at. So this whole like yeah. thing of underpricing homes, people underprice it too much. Yeah. Well, at the same time, that's, that's also, that does, that's, not easy, you know, because working with sellers, sellers are smart and they also, um, they don't usually do that. Yeah, they, they don't feel comfortable. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like, I, I work with a lot of sellers that um, just getting to market value can be tough. Negotiating down to, to market value. Um, because I work with a lot of investors and they, they usually aren't very emotional about their, their like, uh, I mean, sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. I don't know who's more emotional about their price. If it's like, you know, your typical, you know, family trying to sell their, their home they've lived in for 20 years, or if it's an investor who put in 30, he needs to come out with 20 or 50 after he, he put like some work into it. I I, I don't know who's going to be more, what say i think that's actually a good thing to think about because i would say with an investor like the number they're coming out with isn't really emotional it's more like okay i need this x amount of dollars to make this purchase make sense right but they're also coming from a point of of hey this is like almost like a commission to me this is like a commission from for all the work that i've done yeah yeah yeah, that's true versus Oh, you know, oh, wow. Like, you know, we have 160,000 in equity. Oh, geez. Yeah. Like, so that's why I think in, in that sense, I think it might be an investor is a little more emotional when it comes to um, the, the selling mm-hmm. because a buyer, when an investor is buying, that's when he's not emotional. That's correct. But when an investor is selling, because every investor knows you're, when you're buying, that's when you're buying. Yeah. That's when you get the value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
when an investor is selling, they want to preserve that value and get the most profit. So I think they're actually going to be more emotional when it comes to that. Yeah, no, that's right. That's probably right. But so we were talking about um, these offers, right? And we were talking about, um, you know, these multiple offer situations and how you have this process of, you know, mm-hmm. asking all these things. Um, and I think trailing back to that, um, you know, what we ask before we put an offer. Yeah, that's, right? that's what it is. That's what it was. It was, <laughs> it was what you ask before putting an offer. So obviously, like today, for example, I just, you know, toured about five to six properties with my buyers in the last couple of days. And um, we're putting an offer tonight. Immediately, the first thing I asked, just like what Vasily said is, hey, uh, first couple questions about the pro- about the thing. Is this new? Is this old? What's the wood? F- what's the floor made out of? All those type of questions. What's the HOA fee, etc. And then, hey, are there any offers on the table? And I also asked, hey, uh, what is the ins- do you have the inspection results from the last buyer? Reason being, my my buyer can save some money if they already know. Mm-hmm. what happened in the last inspection which because a time, it's a brand new it's a it's a brand new unit mm-hmm. right so a lot of the times i mean if dude it would really suck i mean if if the last buyer's agent i've seen that this has happened to me before the last buyer's agent on a property i had they did an inspection and then he sent me the inspection report and you typically on the list side of things don't want the inspection report, at least here in mass, because then you have to disclose everything that's found. So I never request as a list agent for the. If, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then let's say they say there's termites, the roof is a piece of crap. Um, there was a, there's flooding in the basement, whatever it may be. As long as I don't know it, I don't have to disclose it. As long as the seller doesn't know it and doesn't tell me, mm-hmm. I don't have to disclose these things. Isn't it only if they ask though in Massachusetts? Um, no, you a lot of the times you have like a seller's disclosure. Um, but if they don't ask for seller's disclosure and they don't ask, hey, how tell me about the roof or what's wrong with the roof or how old's the roof or let's say like what about that? If they um, don't ask. Mm-hmm. For me at least, um on my side of things, I wouldn't know exactly because I I I try to get that all out because th- that could cause a situation. I just say whatever I know, whatever's known mm-hmm. by me, I disclose everything. I will not. Yeah, do I do that as well. And the reason being is, is, is mainly because you guys are going to go back to the drawing board after an, an inspection if, if you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just not going to trust you that much more. Yeah. You know what I mean? After an inspection, if that's what turns out. It really doesn't do you any benefit. Holding anything back. And if you disclose it, if you disclose it on spot and then they do an inspection and they pick up all those same things you disclosed, at that point, you can't really negotiate. I mean, you told them. You you told them. So if you're asking, I already told you the roof is shit and now you're trying to, you're trying to negotiate with me because the roof is shit. Your offer should have, should have been, you know, or was equivalent to knowing that the roof was shit. You know what I'm saying? But they will, if they don't want the house, they will find They'll find a way. And they'll find a way. Yeah. Which they have the right. Yeah. You have the right. To yeah. Do. Um, what was the second topic you were talking about? 
The second one was uh, as far as uh, feedback to a listing uh, to listing agents. So mm-hmm. um, one thing that is so so beneficial if you are getting a you know like a home or if, if you have a new listing right mm-hmm. and you are expecting a lot of buyers right you haven't you haven't listed it yet. But you can actually, a couple things. On showing time, you can actually make it so that it sends out an email to the listing or to the buyer agent asking for feedback. A lot of times, agents will not do those. They will not waste their time. They will not respond. But one thing that they do really respect is when you call them and ask for honest feedback. Yeah. You know, I've never had a bad situation where a buyer, like even the meanest of agents, I will call them and be like, Hey, listen, like tell me honestly. And sometimes the mean, the mean agents, they'll be most honest. You know what I mean? They'll be yeah, like, Hey, listen, like, you like the fridge smelled like crap. Uh, you know, it was stinking up the whole unit. Um, the, you know, the curtains, whatever, whatever it is, they'll give you the honest yeah, feedback. Or, I think you should have the seller. Um, I think you should have the seller deal with that situation, dot, 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 dot. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And, and, and the beauty of that though, is that the more honest you get the realtor, the buyer's realtors to become to you is more honesty that you can literally screenshot that and send it to your seller. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say who it was, right? Yeah, you probably no. don't want to. You just say, Hey, this is from, this is from, because to be honest, I've had sellers and this will give you guys an idea as to what like crazy sellers I've worked with. I've had sellers that told me, you told them that, you told them to say that. <laughs> you told them to say that and to send to me. That's not the lady from here, right? That is Natalie. Was that her name? Lady from there. Yeah. She was crazy. When you had me cover for you. Like yeah. When, dude, I think she you like nutcase. go hang out like Rhode Island and you left me with her or something. Yeah. I went in that house and I was like, Hey, can we turn the lights on? And she's like, not down for that. Oh my gosh. Let me, let me tell that small story. What time are we at by the way right now? Do you know? Um, dude, to be honest, I don't even know. I don't even know. How to well, check. we started at, we started at uh, six, right? What time is it now? Six forty-seven. I think we started a little after six. Oh, so just to give you guys like a little bit of an idea. So I, my first, Ever client was the Antichrist. Dude, you have to cut this. You have to cut this part. This has to be. You have to put this on your Instagram because it's actually a geek out. I love the story. Cut this oh, jeez. Oh well, hopefully I can recall it as good as as I remember it. As I remember telling the story. So, so this lady, she, I, I remember, I remember the day that I got the listing. So I went in. Uh, I think it was for sure it was an expired listing. Yeah. So she had already had bad experiences with realtors. Um, and I, I go into her, her unit. It was a second floor townhouse in Braintree. Mm-hmm. And I go in and immediately like, I'm like, okay, this is pretty nice. Um, so I go and I sit down in her little like office nook. It was, it was like an 800 square foot unit. I go, I sit down with her. <laughs> I was so desperate for a deal, guys. Okay. I was so, so desperate. But this is why, you know, 
Beggars can't be choosers. Okay. Beggars cannot be choosers. If you're going to beg in this industry, you're going to get burned so bad. I'm just being honest. You have to do it. You have to do I got, it. I, I got burned. Yeah. We both got burned. Yeah. But you, you should tell your story after. So, so, so what happened is I sit down. This lady is a uh, diehard Catholic Russian <laughs> lady. Right. Okay. So she was basically the female version of Drago from Rocky four. Oh, shit. Um, I think that's <laughs> right. So, so I'm sitting across from her. I'm begging her in, in, in not really begging, but I'm just telling her, Hey, listen, like, I know Hungry. I can sell your home. <laughs> I know I can sell your home. And honestly, if I looked at myself in those, in like, from her point of view, I would have just been like, damn, like this guy wants this bad. Like just give him a chance. I know I was sweaty. I know I was sweaty. I was sad. I was like, Oh shit. This is, this is tough. Um, I had probably made like a thousand, 2000 calls just to get this crappy lead, <laughs> just to get this crappy lead. Middle of the summer. It was mad hot out. Middle of the summer. Uh, geez. I think I was wearing the same shirt I was wearing today. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so That's I'm sitting you're wearing right now, right? No, no, I didn't oh. go show homes and eat or beat. And, um, <laughs> Um, so I'm, so I'm talking to this lady, convincing her why, you know, she should sell it with me. And a lot of these, um, clients, they're extremely unreasonable, especially with the price. So I'm just like, listen, you tell me what you want. I'll sell it for that. And that's, that's the winning line. If you want any listing, if you're desperate in desperation, mm -hmm. you ask them what they want for the home and they tell you, you tell them. You got it. Okay. <laughs> you got it. I know I can sell it for that. Okay. That's, um, that'll get you any, any lead. Okay. So honestly, and then you just have to, then you just have to prove it. At that point, dude, honestly, like at that point you got, you might have to just do that stuff. I mean, you might just, Oh have, yeah. Because the dude, thing is, trust me, I'm, I'm telling you, like you, you, you have to over promise and over deliver. Yeah. You right the, now you wrap the deal up. What was that? Like you can wrap the deal up. Let's say you get it overpriced mm -hmm. and based off how the market bears, like you can work with it and go down a bit, you know? You can, you can. And, and hopefully, yeah. Here's the thing, guys. Getting the deal is senior to selling the deal, right? So you can't sell anything unless you get a deal, get a listing, right? right. So it's always senior to get the listing. Always get the listing. Do not leave without contract signed. After you get the contract signed, then you can you can work with the price, right? So it's always senior to get the listing than it is to sell the house. Um, so because it ha it's, it's almost like what Grant Cardone says, customer acquisition is always senior to customer satisfaction yeah. customer acquisition is always senior to customer satisfaction so as far as this deal so i get the listing as soon as that happened she immediately i, I sold her on the on me being the the agent to do it so at this point in time i was not spending money on marketing i took pictures with my iphone 
which should not be an excuse for you guys not having listings or you guys not, you know, whatever. I've sold multiple homes with just iPhone pictures, but she immediately said, Hey, <laughs> can you sell this bureau too? I was like, yes. <laughs> she was like, can you sell my bed? I was like, yes. <laughs> can you sell? She, she made me put everything on offer up all of her furniture. <laughs> it's, it's like a spell, dude. When you're in that situation, like, dude, they will. Yeah. Be- they, they will take full advantage. You'll but, say everything. It's not a bad thing. You'll say yes to everything. And they're like, wow, this person is unbelievable. They'll do anything. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to be the problem solver. You have to be the, the guy with all the answers. You have to be, <laughs> you have to be the person that God sent. Okay. Which gets into the, the nitty gritty of this story, which is that that's actually what I was. Like this turned into such a religious, <laughs> religious situation <laughs> Yeah, that, um, that everything turned into like the Bible, like, yeah, exactly. Like, Hey, God told me last night that we need to get this sold within the next 15 days. <laughs> I didn't say that. She yeah. told me that she would email me these things. Um, extremely nasty things uh telling me that i was not acting godly um because i you know i would i would bring over buyers that she didn't like just crazy things right like say terrible things about you know the clients that i would bring so here's what basically happened right i spent like 45 days uh diligently finding buyers bringing so many buyers through that home she was emotionally like very, very abusive, right? So, so she would uh, tell me that the end of the world is coming and um, that's why she has to move to, I'm not going to say the state, but so that she can, you know, continue on with her journey to save the world. And so what happened is uh, she ended up, what? I'm just remembering like after we found out about her, like... Oh my gosh. Oh jeez. Say that? I don't know. I don't think so, but probably might as well. Yeah, okay. Um so what happened is I brought this lady who was very interested in the house. She loved the house. Um and immediately after that lady was like, "Okay, well I'm going to sell my home first that's already under contract and then I'm going to buy this." Two weeks went by and my seller, you know, when you start realizing when you have any intuition that your seller is going behind your back to talk with a buyer, you have to tighten the, um, I guess the, what? The reins, tighten the reins. Tighten the reins, tighten the reins because something bad is about to happen. Um, and that's exactly what happened, but I was at the point where it had gone so far, right? So this is what happened. The seller reached out to the buyer and still to this day, I don't know if the buyer went around the buyer's agents back. Actually, sorry, scratch that. The buyer didn't have an agent. Mm. The buyer didn't have an agent. It was a perfect, perfect storm for the, my seller to uh, capture this buyer that I had procured and, um, and basically, uh, and basically sell, sell her home on her own. 
yeah, and that's exactly what she did. Out of the deal. Don't be Christian. Yep. So she cut me out of the deal. Um, and here's how it happened. So she had told me that God told her to cancel everything. That her plans were 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 no longer going to continue, and that she didn't she didn't want the contract anymore. It actually had nothing to do with me at this point because uh, I had been bringing so many buyers. I was extreme, I was never disrespectful. I was never confrontational about anything. Like I'm the type of guy who, if I need a deal, I'm going to tell her, "Hey, listen, like you can you can lecture me on Catholicism all you want." I'm still going to help you sell your home. I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm not going to leave and say, oh, this lady's a crazy. She's trying to convert me to Catholicism. Trust me. Like, I'll take your point of view. <laughs> if I should be Catholic, I'll listen to it. Okay. Yeah. So basically what happened, fast forward, I was eating pizza in Rhode Island at Pepe's or something. And I get a notification on my phone for, from Zillow. And um, it shows that, it shows that, my listing was was sold. It said it switched to sold, yeah. and this was this was only a few days after. Uh, and this is how I know it was the buyer. This was only a few days after, and also I got a call from a, an attorney, and he called me. He said, "Hey, Christian, like I'm doing this deal, but like it looks like you procured this buyer. Do you do you, what do you what are you cool with getting back?" And I said to him, "I was like, listen, man." That was hell. Uh, and to be completely honest, if I can just get my $300 back from like, I think I paid for like some marketing materials and I think I actually did end up getting some professional photography. So can I get $300 back? I didn't get anything by the way. Yeah. I, and he was like, okay, well, you know, sorry about that. I was like, no worries, dude. Like, dude, I'm happy to be out of this situation. So yeah. lo and behold, I didn't get anything for it. I was just happy to be out of this situation. And that's, Kind of what I got, and that was—I mean—that is worst case scenario for the first deal. That is. Worst. Uh, that's my story. We both pulled in really bad instances. Not go over it like the next time, but we both pulled in really bad instances when you're just just trying to. You just say yes to everything, but in the beginning, that's kind of what I go over. Like now, you know how to spot someone like that. That's uh, exactly. I in my course going over with new agents, there, there there's a there's a piece of it talking about being the yes man. And that's just saying mm -hmm. yes to absolutely everything until you have to say no, until you have to say mm -hmm. no. So if it's a deal, if someone wants you to sell it and they're a little crazy, just sell the house and deal with mm -hmm. whatever you go through. Because I went through a freaking roller coaster my first two or three deals, like the most stressful situations. And even like a 60 year old man, a 60 year old man probably would, would die in their sleep from a heart attack because I was so freaked mm -hmm. out. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. That's crazy. She was crazy. Yeah, she was absolutely crazy. But say, um, did you want to do some final thoughts or final, final words before we wrap it up? Yeah, I just, I just want to go over something real quick. So I saw Kanye West. Um, mm -hmm. Kanye West. So this dude's divorced, I think. Or he went through a divorce. And this dude will not take no for an answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. kind of. He just, um, I saw he just bought a house for like three or 4.7. I think it was 4.5 or something. 4.5 right across, right across the street from Kim, uh, Mrs. Kim K's house. Kim right. K. Yep. Kim so K. she, yeah. So she, she, I think he just bought, 
that house. I don't know if it's in spite of her, but I know for me, one thing's for sure. If I could just, if I wanted my ex to think about me so bad that I can just go buy the house across the street for 4.5 million and get a bunch of news articles written about me and about that situation, I'd probably do it too. I mean, I don't know how much Kanye has, but. So is this, is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Would you say that's like a thumbs up situation? That- Dude, that's definitely a thumbs up situation. Only because he can do that and, and uh, make, make articles like, and she definitely, like, I think he did what he wa- was planning to. I think he just wanted to be like, hey, listen, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know what his goal was, but I think it was just that, hey, listen, like, uh, I, you know, I still got, it, 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 it's kind of like a, like a screw you type thing. And is it a neg? I probably, I don't know, yeah. but it's definitely something like that. And, and I think it worked. I think it worked because he made, he made articles. I don't know. Dude, maybe he'll get back with her. I mean, maybe he'll get back with her. I mean, that's, dude, that's, that's a boss move. That's like, I think it is. That's taking, that's not taking. That's taking, not taking no for an answer. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. If you can buy, buy a house that you're not going to live in for 4.5 million just to make news articles. I mean, crazy. You know, dude, we got to, let's wrap this up, but I want to, this is going to be the song. I think this is it. Dude, all these YouTube ads. Um, so yeah, Smallville is gonna be it's Smallville the opening credits. Um and we're gonna put this in professionally, I mean eventually, but for sure. We just gotta figure a way to do that. And I just got I just got so many things going on, but this is what it's gonna be. Right, this is what it is. You guys You guys get it because we're saving you with our knowledge. that's what it is yeah exactly all the pitfalls all the pitfalls so okay christian well let's wrap this up we'll um do we're gonna do these every it's every monday every monday at 6 p.m we're gonna start recording them do you want to put this one on tonight let's do it tonight dude let's blast it okay we'll put it on tonight thank you guys so much for watching i appreciate it axios fucks axios fucks you guys have to drop a comment um Send it to someone who's trying to get into real estate, real estate, or just want the truth because everyone's with a bunch. A lot of people are just liars and we at least want to be real. Um, but okay, dude, well, I'll catch you later and, and I'll get this thing uploaded. Okay. Thanks, bro. Okay, dude. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Talk to you guys. Bye.